Viewers are advised that the following program contains drug use, coarse language, and sexual references, which may offend some viewers. God, man, what is wrong with you? If Nilly finally grabs you with both hands and shaking whatever tiny piece of common sense you had left completely out of your body. Oh, I'm going to see and they're unresearched about. That was out of bounds! That was out of bounds! That was out of bounds! Geelong? What happened there? What happened there? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think football has changed a lot over the last 10 or 20 years as far as physical contact goes. Everybody went for goal. Welcome to episode 44 of Ida Kick That. I am Joel Pierce. And I am Alessio Carducci. How are you going, Joel? Mate, I'm feeling good. It's basically grand final eve. It's time for... But we'll save a bit of that for later. Mate, how can we keep going through these weeks of football where there's fucking more bullshit news than there is actual... There's one game this week and we can't even fucking just talk about that. We've got so much other shit to cover. Yeah, because... Uh... We've learned to adapt this year. You know, you got to find bullshit to talk about. That's how they were run, able to run footy classified for fucking eight weeks without football. You know what I mean? The, it's the how innovators this year. It's how we are facing down November and still doing a football podcast that we started in fucking February. Yeah, we haven't missed a week either. Not one week. With the Kings. With the Kings of no. AFL podcasts. No doubt. Uh, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Man, there's got to be some hot takes lying around. We, it's been a while since we've really... I cannot back up anything I'm saying about anything I'm about to say. Gary Ablett's going to yeah. kick six goals, get six goal assists, and also get on and off the bench six times. Three sixes, mark of the beast. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. I'm just going there. Yeah, well, what a way to start the hot takes. We're returning. I cannot back up anything I'm saying. It's not going to happen. Yeah, great. Yeah. Brownlow is bullshit. Brownlow is stupid. First of all, Lockie Neal gave it to himself, and that's probably just because Nat Fife was going to fucking whisper traitor into his ear when he had to pass it over to him. (laughs) That's a bit of uh, inside knowledge bitchiness that I'm aware of. Um, Fuck Nat Fife. Said that from day one. Yeah, fuck Nat Fife. Fucking giving shit to my boy. Yeah, no, we've been yeah, on that fucking, train. Fucking we've been fucking on fucking that fucking. train since but, the Cuzzo documentary. Look, but look, I reckon, like, the Brown is fucking stupid. We're talking about the, I was talking to you about this earlier in the week. Like, it's got so much weight on it for an award that is, like, it's an umpire-voted award. There is, you, I asked you the other day, like, name me an award that people respect as highly that is a fucking umpire-voted award. There isn't one. Like, I can't think of one. No, there's not. Yeah, I can't think of one. It's stupid. Like, the, and then I said to you that the one that actually counts is the AFL um, PA MVP, like the Lee Matthews Trophy, the uh, AFL Play Association Most Valuable Player. The pole breaker. Um, that, that's, that's the pole breaker. Yeah, that's the main one. That's the one that actually counts, I reckon. And that's the one where, like, when you look at um, who won that, at sitting at five times, stands alone, is Gary Ablett. Yeah. Like, he's the only one more than two. And that kind of makes sense. It does. That he had those, he had, because then that's, he wins that instead of 
what do you call it? Um, Bartel, where Bartel wins the yeah, brown Jimmy, Jimmy or something. Jimmy wins shit. it like, in 07. It, it just, it, it, what was that? Yeah, 07. Yeah, 07. Like, it just scrubs that out, or it's like it rectifies that. It's just a, it's an award that makes way more sense. Wayne Carey won it twice when he was the, <laughs> what, what, when he was like the greatest player that ever was for a period of time, you know, before he started. Oh, maybe he was at the time. Who knows where he was shoving his dick in the, in the years past. Boss won it when Brisbane was winning Brownlows, I mean, yeah. um, premierships. Yep. But he got nowhere near the Brownlow when, the, when he was playing. Like, that, Dusty stole um, it off Dangerfield when they won the premiership. What was that? Dusty stole it off Dangerfield when he won the premiership. They rubbed uh, Dangerfield out for two weeks for bullshit. It was his. He should have won back to back. But that's that's a whole other bottle episode. Yeah, but see, Dusty the thing stole is, I would argue probably shouldn't have because Dustin Martin won the twenty seventeen um, MVP. Well, there you go. Like, well, then yeah, no, you, that's when I'll, you double I'll listen to that. When argument. you double up on the two, I'll listen to that argument. That's fair, you know. Like if he won the AFLPA, yeah. then maybe he was the best player that year. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. It's like that. It looks that way when you when you go through it. Like you get, like it seems like the reward won it one year. See, it's a it's a better reward because a fucking key forward can win it. Yeah, as well. Yep. Brownlow's overrated. Uh, yeah. So Brownlow is overrated. Is I do. I, I have a song about the Brownlow. Should I play that? Talking about the Brownlow Medal, and I reckon Lockie Neal was a great winner. But let's not forget. The champions of the past, okay? Tom Mitchell, Lipitori, Ackermanis, Scotty Wine, Paul Kelly, Tony Lockett, Johnny Platton, Jimmy Steins, Michael Voss, Jimmy Hurd, Dippy Domenico, Adam Goods, Nathan Buckley, Mark Prosciutto, Craig Williams, Simon Black, Wanganine, Nat Fyre, Chris Judd, Dangerfield, Dame Swan, Malcolm Blight, Matty Brutus, Bartell, Wayne Woden, Harvey, Ben Cousins, Trent Cotchin, Adam Cooney. Fire. Flames in the booth. You want fucking hot takes, motherfuckers. Hot take, hot take. Took a little too much time to uh, took a little too much time to say Cooney there. Uh, Yeah, but uh, I like uh, how James Heard was put in as Jimmy Heard, just to hide him in there a little bit. (laughs) But then that's okay. My my main point for the hot take is that the AFLPA MVP should be viewed at. As is important as the Brownlow, and the only way to do it is you gotta get dumb cunts that fucking rap like rap fucking Brownlow songs, so you give more of a shit about the other award, all right? That's right. Because the only reason the Brownlow people put so much weight on it is because you get fucking housewives know what it is. They go, did he win the Brown? Like, you know what I mean? It's like no, people who have no idea about football, fucking, they know all about that award. So it's, it's just you gotta, I gotta start a campaign to scrub it out. You know? That's right. That's, uh, that's my main take. Main take. Now look, we've we've been spending most of the year talking about sacking everybody. We've we've essentially called for the sacking oh, yeah. of every coach. Now we've said yeah. a few times Clarko's fucking cooked Crab. it. Clarko has cooked it. Here's proof. I'm a bit concerned for our profession to be fair, you know, particularly the the, the seventeen peers in the roles that we've got. Hurdy, uh Bomber Thompson, uh Bales, Walsh. What a fucking list! You start off with Bomber Thompson and Heard. Like, that's not. Don't don't start any list with those two, ever. Even if it's the like list of most disgraced ex AFL players, don't don't start with them. Start with open with Ben Cousins, open with Gary Ablett, open with Wayne Carey. Don't fucking open with Bomber and Hurdy. They've had enough pain. Leave them alone. Yeah. Anyway. 
Gucci, <laughs> lights. What what Clarkson is saying here is everyone's fucked. Like all seventeen coaches have been under fire. Spud Frawley, Pikey. Oh, Spud Frawley, fucking hell! He's really upset, and he's like he's really going for the heartstrings. Now, Reece Shaw. No, Reece Shaw. One of the favourite I mean, topics here. pretty much come out and saying that Reece Shaw's about to drive his ute into a tree? I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it'd be much more fitting if he drove his ute into a fucking red kangaroo. <laughs> oh, well, no, it's all right. Because uh, don't uh, North Melbourne have the Mazda sponsorship, right? So he can get himself a nice little XR8. That's a fucking coffin on wheels anyway, mate. You just put that under a truck, he's oh, good yeah, to get, go. Yeah, fuck it. Doesn't even need to find the red kangaroo. You can just drive an XR8 into a fucking wallaby. That's the one. <laughs> mate, you fucking hit it. You, you hit a house cat and an XR8, you're dead. Anyway. Um, and there's probably others too, you know, who have, uh, who have done it tough. It's now getting to a point where um, we're seeing some real casu- casualties out of our industry, and uh, I don't think that's... Casualties? I think that's a bit heavy. Oh, I retired on X... Hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. I'm a casualty. Come on, Clarko. I've been dumped the top end in life. Oh, my mansion in Turak is so lonely. The echo of having no premierships. Oh, it hurts. It's a good thing. This is not taking away from the individuals. I want to be around the boys. I'm a 50-year-old man. Get me back around the boys. Oh, I haven't, I haven't got any media commitments. What do I do? Maybe, maybe what I can do is call into SEN and be like, I've never listened to this fucking show, but I'll tell you what I think. Shouts to uh, Libba <laughs> Senior there. Anyway, Ross Lyon goes on to make some really fucking good points about our good mate, uh, Saxshaw. Saxy's first name, isn't it? It's not Reese. it's Sax. Yeah, Saxy. Saxy, good yeah, old Saxy Shaw. Yeah. that were mentioned by yeah, Alistair yeah, yeah. and what they've gone through. But I don't think coaching necessarily was the cause of what ended up happening. Clearly, Reece Shaw has struggled this year, Ross. What Struggled? I'm surprised he Reece didn't Shaw fucking open a vein in the coach's box and spray the bitch with fucking blood. <laughs> I would have if I was the North Melbourne coach. Tell. I would have done it for Matt Jack Dawes' <laughs> comeback just to be like, check it out, this is symbolic. <laughs> Ah, fuck it. He should have jumped. He should have jumped out of the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> the highest point of Metricon Stadium? I'm jumping off it. <laughs> this is for Mad Jack. They, they couldn't bolt me down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Uncle Ross. What do you say about that? About... Coaching and the gen- pressure, and whether it. I love how Ross Lyons always confused anytime he's asked a question. <laughs> it's a direct question. He's like, uh, "Coaching is that what you want me to talk about?" Good on. Oh, wait, Caro shouldn't be able to run free on this one thing. She said he struggled this year. I say he excelled. He's the <laughs> one coach who's gonna get sacked in the unsackable year. Yeah, like nobody can blame a coach. There's an asterisk I'll accept. I'll, I'll, I'll accept an asterisk in the coaching column. Like, I got sacked during COVID. Like, that's how bad I suck. <laughs> uh, Uncle Ross. Well, it's, it's enormous now. pressure, but that 
So I can only talk from my personal experience. I found, and no one stuffed it up more than and the pressure come, particularly 07 at St Kilda. Um, but personally, I just felt work as hard as I could, give your greatest effort, and if that wasn't good enough, well, you've got to take that emotional risk to, to fail. So my personal view is I feel if you have some vulnerabilities, for want of a better term, going in, and that real pressure of losing <laughs> comes. <laughs> this is him. This is, this is Ross Lyon in as like politically correct way as possible saying, Ray Shaw's a bitch. He can't handle the heat of being in the coach's box. How come I didn't get his job? Exactly. <laughs> Hire Ross. That's our new hashtag. Hire Uncle Ross. I think they're going to go for him. Him or Voss. That looks like who they're going to take. Oh, but what about a Voss-Ross, like, Malthouse-Buckley situation? It's Voss or it's Ross. Who's going to... He's going to fucking captain the sinking ship. There's a, there's a, there's a poll for tomorrow. Voss or Ross. <laughs> the funny thing is, we were talking earlier about, uh, like, when people were like, sack the coach, sack the coach, and people act like it's this new thing that we've been talking about. Here, from the mouths of babes. Yo guys, and welcome to today's video. Today, I'm going to be talking about why Nathan Buckley should be sacked. <laughs> okay, so Nathan Buckley was a good player, in all of his respect. But now that he's coaching Collingwood, Collingwood have not been performing so well. Look, they're struggling to target like 15 metres away, which a lot of kids can do now. It's bad for the team, so... Yeah, um, if they can't improve, up children yeah, they can't go with. A lot of kids can do that now, Bucks. Like, come on, lift your game. <laughs> oh, that kid's he must amazing. Going to primary school with the oldies gyms kids. <laughs> Who's your? from fifty at school. Who's your grandfather, Tom Hafey? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I think that video was from um, 2016 I think that's yeah. where it was from yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, It was like a clip someone put on YouTube And it's like You can't, you can't fucking Claim Oh coaching's a bit tough It's like fuck man Like, Yeah you're the highest paid guy at the club You're getting your million bucks And you're gonna get roasted when you're doing shit And you're gonna get yeah. blown By everybody when it starts to go your way. Like, it's just You were telling me about a Collingwood game you went to and the abuse you heard from the Collingwood fans. Oh. Yeah, I was telling you about that. Like, fucking, you got... You, I'd be in the um, Collingwood members area, i go with my mate, and you fucking just hear people just going, sack Buckley, they'd just be yelling it, and they'd be fucking... When he comes out of the coach's box and he walks past... They'd yell at him. They'd hurl abuse. I remember fucking Mason Cox's first year. <laughs> and this guy's <laughs> just yelling at him, Fuck you, Mason, you fucking duck, fucking duck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just yelling at him. He's clearly disabled, man. He's yelling at fucking Mason Cox. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh it's just funny because it's like, He's also copped like one of the least stressful jobs, which is coaching North Melbourne because the only people who get upset are like Dave King and fucking James Brayshaw gets a little cut Channel 7 saying, I should still be the president. They're fucked. 
that's it. Like, that's the only people who give a shit. Yeah. I don't, like, You're right. That's fucking yeah. weird. Uh, oh, weird news. <laughs> Here's some fucking weird news. We had the Brownlow episode. What's more? Oh, wait. One thing, one, thing to sip, one thing to slam on the fucking restore thing is. Yes. I want to know what's going to happen with those 11 delisted players. <laughs> 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 He cut off the team, got depression, and left. <laughs> like he he did the typical like he did the typical fucking um he got uh was it he went manic he was sitting there going like I'm just gonna rebuild the whole fucking team let's just cut like eleven people out and I'll fucking I'll, I'll just rebuild the fucking squad from fucking bottom up it is totally like young kids we'll go it's a fucking we'll mani- it's a mani episode I'm gonna I'm gonna repaint the club. I'm gonna replay it. It's, we're gonna be pink. We're gonna be pink and purple next year. And eleven people are listed. By the way, I retired. No one retires. By the way, Shaw got sacked. Everybody gets sacked. No one retires. Nobody in football retires because nobody in football is even paid what they're getting in football outside of football. Yeah, hello and welcome to Ray Shaw's news agency. You want a Herald Sun? I was on it last year. I was going to oh, say, the Brownlow, right? The Brownlow was the biggest. And I just saw him teeth. Saw <laughs> <Someone> teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Brownlow, big votes. Bigger votes for Haddon Perth. You, the mayoral count in Perth on the weekend was more exciting than the Brownlow. Good call, bad call. Good call. Basil's the mayor call. Let's count him in then. Basil's the mayor in Perth. Did you have any doubt he was in the first place? Uh, what a win. He only just won. He went to bed thinking he, he might He lost on Saturday night yeah. and he'd won by Sunday and he morning. got up and suddenly he was the mayor on Sunday. <laughs> fucking Basil Zemplis, the fucking cunt that asked Ben Cousins if he got a root from the suntan photo, is the mayor of Perth. <laughs> Let that sink in. The guy that said, hey, you know that Coldplay song where they say that you used to run the city but now you sweep the streets? You think about that, Ben Cousins? That cunt is the actual mayor of Perth. You're not going to find that on any other football media or football fucking podcast. Excuse the fact that I took that clip from Footy Classified, but still, how the fuck is Basil the mayor of Perth? Is he, does he still work for Channel 7? Yeah. Yeah, he still works for Channel 7. He's um He got a year off from uh, from commentating, so now he's just going to focus on putting the fucking whole state to sleep. That's his, uh, That's, his fucking oh, special fuck. talent. Insomnia is down to zero in Western Australia. Well, in Perth, at least, because Basil <laughs> is he's doing the Dan Andrews every Sunday and it puts everybody to sleep till Thursday. Um, speaking <laughs> of Channel Seven, have a listen to this. Ben Cousins to sleep. Good oh option. fuck! Poor, you, if you could put Ben Cousins, who's been on a four-day bender and won't answer any fucking questions, if you can put him to sleep, you're doing your job well. Fucking Basil, Basil Zemplis, aka Nyquil. Um, Channel Seven. <laughs> Channel 7 should have waited till after they were off air to tell JB and Das they were not calling the grand final. Good call. Nah, bad call. Petty call from you. Don't bring your radio rivalries here on Food Classified. <laughs> I know you're referring to this on the weekend. Have a go at Born this. Born in the NT, we know you went down and played for East Fremantle. Yeah, I'm just going to clear one thing up. I wasn't born in the Northern Territory. I think that was a typo. Hey, uh, Zach, uh, tell us what these scenes will be like in Port Aleutian Island, your old hometown. Uh, Mum and Dad, do they live stream the games? Are they able to get it uh, in real 
time? Port Louche, can they get it in real time? Yeah, they've got internet and stuff like it. They think Ireland is like Ireland's like more progressive than here. Like <laughs> what no, the Ireland f- is Game of Thrones, cunt. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Channel Seven, Basil is fucking. He's the he's the mayor of Perth. The twenty twenty, the fucking grand finals in Queensland. The world's upside down. I want to cut to Scotty in March this year. Geelong and Richmond. It's going to be a ripping game. I'm going to spend a fair bit of time on both teams. Uh, the Cats. Chris Scott was interesting early in the year talking about Richmond and whether it was a dynasty or not. Take a listen. With the greatest respect to them, they're not. Hawthorne in the multiple premiership years in a row. I don't think I don't think they're Geelong or St Kilda um, or Collingwood through that sort of nah. 2009-10 period either. Nope. Uh, Fuck the rest of the clip. I don't want to hear Scotty changing his tune. I don't want to hear it. I want to stick with that. The <laughs> thing that uh, made me most happy is Scotty said that on my birthday this year. He said it on March 17th. It was like a beautiful little <laughs> present to me personally for my birthday. He was like, eh. They ain't shit. That's what he said. Like, to cut it down, he's just like, Richmond ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, get more trash talk back into the league. Fuck, I fucking hate the fact that he backtracked on it. Stand by that. More, yeah, stand more by it. Trash more trash talk. talk. We, we've talked about that a couple times on the podcast this year, that there needs to be more trash talk. Um, mm. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Who is the worst offender in AFL for trying to bang teenage girls. Josh Bootsma. Bootsma? Snapchat legend. What about Dersma? Snapchat legend. No, nah, I told you. That was a, that was a fucking um, setup by it a was Richmond a fake. fan. That was a fake by a Richmond fan. Fake, so Bootsma. Because there was no, someone pointed out, someone pointed out that there's no um, blue tick. So it's been going around on social media that um, they show uh, Xavier Dersma um, trying to, like, the video makes it seem like He's hitting up a year ten girl for fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Um, for news and telling her to come over, whatever. For afternoon's then, a lot. Yeah. Someone points out there's no blue tick. There's nothing going on in these. There's nothing actually going on in these video in these Snapchats. So when t- it's happened before, like the Bruce kid, he got sacked because he literally the fucking photo that went viral was him fucking standing with his stick body and his dick hanging out. And then it's like, ah, oh, okay, then I looked into it. It's like, ah, oh, it's just some fucking cunt set him up. And it's like, ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Good. So, uh, no, yeah, I'm glad we cleared that up. I cannot back up anything I'm saying about anything <laughs> I'm about to say. Yeah, so I just wanted to clear that up because I, I was going to rip into Dersma, but you pointed out earlier that it was fake. But uh, most uh, AFL uh, media outlets won't touch their players fucking teenagers, but it happens more often than it should. Hot take. It's not a hot take, it's a truth. Um, it's a hot take. Now, okay, hang on. <laughs> this is unsubstantiated, so this works. I cannot back up anything I'm saying about anything I'm about to say. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. AFL Grand Final sells out in 20 minutes. Tickets available for the NRL Grand Final still. Personally, I think the only AFL versus NRL comparison we ever need is... Which fucking sport has more diabetics? That tells you which is full of real men who eat real pies. 
that, hot yeah, take. That's all right. That's all right. I reckon. That's all right. <laughs> you know what? That's all. That's all I got for that. Who's overweight? <laughs> all right. New segment. I got a new segment. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. Who's going where? Who's doing what? We'll show you the inside of a fish's asshole here on the Art of Kick That Trade Report. That's right, the order kicked that trade report. Who's going where? Who's doing what? I think uh, Geelong's getting some uh, some players. I think Brisbane might be getting some players or play er. Yeah, so Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. So Brisbane's getting um. What Brisbane's got Danaher coming, and Essendon are trying to get draft picks for him. But the guys going. The guys. I would love to see it because Essendon wants like two first round draft picks or some shit. And someone pointed out. Why don't they just chuck Danaher in the fucking preseason draft? Yeah, and then that's, that's and then um, Brisbane can just give Brisbane can just give like the third round pick to whoever has the first pick in preseason draft, and that's it. And then all of a sudden you got Danaher. You didn't even give um Essendon anything. That's right. Boom. Essendon gets nothing. That's why I reckon that 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 I'd love to see that. Um, Jeremy Cameron is going to Geelong. He doesn't want to go to any of the other big Melbourne clubs. Do you know what's coming? You know what's coming to Geelong before Jeremy Cameron? Was that? You know what? You, do you know what's going to come to Geelong before Jeremy Cameron? The flag. A tenth <laughs> Premiership Cup. They're going to have to build a whole new fucking window at Cadenia <laughs> Park because nine fit really good in a nice big square. They're going to have to build a whole new fucking window to put number ten in that pitch. Anyway, uh, try talk. Try talk. Um, yeah, uh, what do you call it? So uh, Cameron's going there. I think it's stupid that no one ever brought up that he's from Country Vic. So he's going to Geelong. He's Didn't he going play to for Geelong. The Jets? It's Team Country Vic. Yeah, he played for. Oh, no, he played, yeah, he, I don't know. He played for like Ballarat or some bullshit. Yeah, close enough. Bendigo, Rio, Ballarat, fucking yeah, fuck Bendigo, whatever. Uh, it's all Geelong. It's all Geelong. It's all west, west of Melbourne. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why you've got this here, particularly Alessio, but uh, oh, because that's about the cocaine cowboy, uh, Brad Crouch. He uh, he's he's moving along. He so he got caught in South Australia with cocaine, which is the only reason you actually be awake in South Australia. So good on him for that. You know, innovative. It's the only way to do it. Like Brad Crouch was always going to Geelong as well. I think the Jeremy Cameron situation has changed that. He is now going to sink. Hang on a second. I'm going to start it again. Why do we always get the fucking drug people and then have to fix them? You're not getting them. You, you just listen to it. Like Brad Brad Crouch was always going to Geelong as well. You know? So he's always going to Geelong. Because Brad Crouch wants Brad Crouch wants like a good pay packet and then fucking like ten sausage rolls plus um the hottest chick on the beach has already been promised to Jeremy Cameron, so they can't fucking okay, pass that cool. on to Brad Crouch. I'll, I'll play. I'll play it through. Like Brad Crouch was always going to Geelong as well. I think the Jeremy Cameron situation has changed that. He is now going to St Kilda. My understanding is it's on a four-year deal with a trigger <laughs> for a fifth, uh, and it's on significantly less money than he was demanding from both the Saints and the Gold Coast Suns last year, which was in the realm of $850,000, $900,000. It's going to be more like $600,000 a season. So the Saints feel like it's a big win, uh, Caro, Lordy, Ross and Eddie. That well, they being get found with an illicit substance has in fact helped him get to St Kilda because it's dropped his price. <laughs> 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 I'm not being silly. 
yeah. I'm being quite serious. He was going to cost far too much for the Saints. They're not prepared to give up their first-round pick. It seems they want to hold on to their first-round pick and maybe trade it next year. They've got to use it one of the next two years yeah. because they've always traded it. Uh, that is huge, right? Like, the fact that Caro on air says he used an illicit substance that's helped him get to St Kilda. So the this moral of the story is do coke get a get a get a St Kilda fucking uh, jumper. Coke gets you a better contract. Meth gets you a brown low. That's right. Meth for the uh, meth for the brown low. Coke for the contract. The yep, interesting thing was they it's said they said illicit job. substance. They all jumped around it. One brave soul did not jump around the topic. Been found, uh, you know, caught with cocaine. That's right. That's Eddie Maguire saying they got caught with cocaine. I'm gonna. Let you hear it again. Eddie Maguire saying cocaine. Kind of praise Eddie. Praise Eddie. Found, the first uh, you know, praise caught Eddie. Cocaine. Yeah. Been found, uh, you know, caught with cocaine. There's Jesus and then there's fucking Eddie Maguire saying cocaine. Praise both. He's actually said it. He actually said that he did cocaine. None of them say it. The police said it. It's widely available. Anyone can look it up. But no one says that he said it. So you've got to give him respect. But you also got to realise... That he wouldn't have said that and been as forthcoming if Collingwood had even offered him a contract. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, um, Collingwood, it's perfect. <laughs> Oh, the Collingwood, Collingwood is the best part of all the trade stuff. Oh, I'm telling you, Collingwood is just like fucking, like, Collingwood has currently had Osama Bin Laden drop, um, fly one plane with an RC controller into one of the buildings. And the other building is still, it's just waiting there. It's just, the other building is spreading its cheeks. It's waiting for another plane to fly in and explode because the roundabout, okay, all summed up is they got Brody Grundy starting a seven-year, million-dollar-per-year contract. Mm-hmm. Then they got fucking Dusty Moore. He just signed 800 grand a year. Yep. Then he got fucking, Slaw is still on, um, he's on 800 grand, and they're trying to move him off. And they've actually told everyone, take him, someone take him. They're pulling that shit. They want to ship him off the Gold Coast or some shit. Yeah. But then Trelaw is like, I want to stay here because I love the place. But then his kids are actually moving to fucking Gold Coast and with the with the wife. But I think that he's now really horny and he's thinking like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get my Collingwood membership <laughs> experiment, Ryan. I fucking finally certified. <laughs> fuck yeah. And Eddie's like, you're a family man. Get out of here. And then he's like, I saw you mentioned Coke on fucking Woody Classified, um, Eddie. I'm going to be railing lines of that bullshit. And then fucking, that's, that's the third guy on 100, 800 grand. Took a little to get down. Sorry yeah. for that. Um, it's trade talk. Rapid fire, rapid fire. And then after that, uh, who else is the fuck with? Um, oh yeah, Dane Beams is a king. Talking about coke, what a goat! Yep. He's fucking. Um, he's able to. He's getting all the money out of his fucking um, Collingwood contract. So that means he's still going to be like a million dollar beer on um, per year, a million dollar per year player on the fucking salary cap. That ain't touching the football at all. But he's still getting the pill. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> and then the the key, the fifth piece for Exodia here is <laughs> fucking Mason Cox on five fifty grand with the, with the contract trigger that no one wanted to trigger. <laughs> and now because of that, they can't get anybody. Uh, it's the best. That is why Collingwood is currently more cooked 
than fucking Dane Swan looking on a Ricky Nixon live podcast the same time that we're on. Swanee and Ricky Nixon are live right now too. That's how cooked fucking Collingwood is. As cooked as that being a reality. Bullshit. I'm fucking telling you, just before we went live, Swanee and Ricky Nixon are live. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to play us out with the Collingwood music. Found, uh, you know, caught with cocaine. Cocaine, <laughs> cocaine, gang. It'll be fucking amazing. Um, look for that on season two if I had to kick that. Um, all right, look, it's time. Defending champion against the top team of this year. Martin's in a great spot. He loves it. Lynch plumped that as well. And he's drilled that through, no problems. Looking Kane Lab and kick a second last quarter goal. Oh, he has. Six men are going to go their way to the Gabba. The champions are still standing. So what a huge night at the Gabba as the preliminary final commences. Rowan spun out of trouble. Little right foot kick heading to goal. Needs a good bounce. Almost just got him up, got a Bradley goal. Ablett's got it. Ablett has kicked the second goal. So that's it. It's Geelong and Richmond together in the grand final. That's fucking right. It pains me to say it. The two best teams made the grand final this year. Fuck off, cunt. What's <laughs> 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 that prelim? You were at that prelim last year, weren't you? Fuck oh, you. Yeah, why don't you tell us the story about that? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, you, I, I went I to the prelim. To the game I didn't year. know. I didn't know Richmond fans were cunts. I didn't know. I'd spent 14 years blissfully unaware going to games, watching Geelong fuck Richmond up the arse every time we played them. I go to this prelim with my mum, standing room only at the MCG, and I watch some of the worst behaviour by football fans I've ever seen, which made me hate Richmond supporters. I didn't hate the club. I actually had sympathy for the club. Not after that, fuck Richmond for life. So, obviously, I'm a bit nervous about this week, and I wasn't happy with the result. And I also realised the Richmond supporters don't let shit go, so they're always bringing that fucking prelim up to me like I give a fuck. I don't. All that matters is this weekend. And if you've looked out there on the social medias, I have put out a challenge. Any Richmond supporter that wants to put something up of value... You can have 60 seconds unedited on how to kick that next week. But no one, no one's tough enough to take it up. They're like, oh, we don't play games. I'm like, I'm sorry. They're playing a game on the weekend, and that's what the fucking bet's about. <laughs> so it's out there. If you want it, come get it. Okay? Kicking in towards the center. Rose up. Ainsworth tries to kick off the ground. In they come. Bartlett Terry backs out of the penalty studies. Well, if you're wondering what this is, this is the grand final of 1967. 53 years it has been since these two great clubs, Geelong and Richmond, last faced off in a grand final. Two professional Richmond-Geelong teams have never played each other in a grand final. That's all it's telling me. That, no, it's fair enough. I think that's a fucking excellent assessment. I'm glad I put that clip in. Um, Geelong, uh, that means Richmond has never played a great Geelong team in a grand final. That's what I'm taking away from that. I want to play Caro's last arrow for the year. And then before we uh, finish up on some Geelong Richmond stuff, 
we will go to an old favourite that has got sent in from SEN. But first, Caro Zaro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normally one to target the naysayers. but That's bullshit straight off the bat, but anyway. <laughs> I'm not normally one to target the naysayers, but Kane, tonight, in your case, I'll make an exception. Yes. Caro uses her last arrow for the year to light up Kane Corns, which we have been doing week in and week out. So let him have it, Caro. <laughs> Here's what you said in August last year. You can't argue the fact that this is the biggest is free kick to any team this season. They haven't left the MCG for seven weeks in a row. And for heaven's sake, Richmond won the flag last year. Yeah. Yes, they played seven yeah. games in a row. Get over it, Port Adelaide. So we know that the Victorian teams get their benefit, but then we've got to give the same benefit or similar benefit to the interstate clubs. Kane, you and so many others have had massive cracks at the Tigers and their MCG advantage, just as the Geelong sceptics have pointed to their massive free kick home games at Cadinia Park. Well, not this year, not after nearly four months in hubs and certainly not after two mighty preliminary final victories in hostile territory. Quite seriously, this has been a terrible winter for Victoria and a terrible early spring. And it's going to be tough on Saturday for many of us watching the grand final, often alone and from afar. Not with the help of Victoria Police. AFL Grand Final Day is usually pretty special in Melbourne. Of course, in 2020, it will, as many things, look very different. Household gatherings are still illegal, and so uh, many Melburnians will be looking to the great outdoors to celebrate the uh, Grand Final Day, gathering in a, a park or at a beach with a group of up to 10 people from two households to mark We're the gonna occasion. We're going to fuck this now, up. To prevent these outdoor gatherings from getting out of hand, police <laughs> have warned uh, people who would I'm seek warning to you, the rest of Australia, Victoria. Is going to fuck this uh, up. Aerial surveillance such as drones and helicopters. Drones and fucking helicopters, uh, such as uh, parklands and uh, beach foreshores, <laughs> to make sure that none of these uh, outdoor gatherings exceed ten people, and that people are not consuming alcohol while outdoors. As well as oh, yeah, that, that won't enforcement happen. squads will be out and about, particularly in the enforcement Richmond area, making sure people aren't hosting any uh, illegal house parties. And that's right. They're going to knock on your fucking door if you're having too much fun. Welcome to Victoria. <laughs> anyway, Caro goes on and plays these touching messages. Oh, right, got the, yeah, no, yeah. But did you actually get the um? Yeah, the check, the vixens, the, the vixens, and the and the the storm guy. No, 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 no. Dan in his press conference, he actually mentioned the helicopters thing. He did. He actually said that. Um, yeah, no, he did. He said that. Um, I remember it. It was. Uh, he said it was really interesting. He said that. Um, sorry, Victorians. I know that the helicopters and drones looking for people invading your personal privacy is something usually left alone, particularly for Collingwood and Richmond fans, but we'll be using them on the entire state, regardless of your football team. So you know, it was really interesting. I think everyone's going to know what it feels like to fucking have Eddie as your president for a fucking weekend. Uh, yeah. The arrow continues. But personally, I take enormous pride in the fact that we are still Australia's sporting capital and we've proved it again, even though we had to leave home. That's right. You cunts can't even win a fucking prelim at home. Not you, not Port Adelaide. You can both suck a dick. Home and do it in the toughest of circumstances. The toughest. You're against the MCG thing too. I don't give a fuck. Shut up. 
is in the AFL's longest ever. Oh, no, shut up. Not this year. Away game. And we're not the only ones. I'll leave the last word <laughs> for the last arrow the of... The prelim you played last year was meant to be at home, wasn't I it? know. Don't get me started. The grand final should be at GMHBA, but I'm not fucking complaining. There's no corona in Geelong. They're allowed to have a fucking party. Why don't we play it there? We can get 20 fucking 30,000 in there. Why not fill it out for the first time? No one in Geelong gives a shit, and anyone who's brave enough to go down there in a Richmond jumper deserves to die on Moorabool Street. So Fuck you! 2020 to Caitlin Thwaites of the Melbourne Vixens. Caitlin Thwaites. Poor Caro. Why did they have to make her say Caitlin Thwaites? This is a netball chick. This is uh, specifically for Hugh Robertson. And the great Craig Bellamy. Yeah, we really hope that you guys back home are, um, you know, we've brought some light to you guys. We know that it's been really, really hard for you and we can't wait to get home. Um, and just, you know, um, giving you all a huge big hug. I'm just going to stop it there. No one gave a fucking shit that the Melbourne Vixens won anything because no one watches netball. I thought I thought the netball league had been scrapped. It should have been. Uh, maybe they... Surely, they as, t- as, shit as, AF, as shit as the AFLW is, <laughs> it's not as bad as that sport. What the fuck is that sport? Surely Hang that on. sport, they're going to fund that first. I've got, I've got it. I've got it. I cannot back up anything I'm saying about anything I'm about to say. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Do they testosterone test for netball? Because if they don't, you can't even I am dunk. Going you to... can't dunk in netball. Yeah, you can't you can. do anything can. interesting. You can dunk in netball. It's not in the rules. There's no rule to say you can't. I used to do it in under no, 14s netball. The rule says you got to be a boring bitch. That's how you fucking play netball, bro. Yeah, but if anyway. I'm cutting this bit out about how I reckon I could be the greatest Australian female netballer ever if they don't test for testosterone. <laughs> but that's a good point. Because netball's so hot fucking hot boring, hot. they haven't even got any controversy. No. They haven't even got a Hannah Mouncey. They no, got that, nothing. Not yet. Fuck netball. We can hope. Victoria yeah. and Melbourne won. No, they're never going to have it. Fuck off. No one's ever going to give a shit about it. No. no one who goes through that much of a change in their life, if you do that, if you go through a certain amount of that, like, if you go to a transition, you've got to be, yep. you, like, you are someone who deserves respect. And no one who deserves respect plays netball. All right? <laughs> there's the fucking Venn diagram that shows that there's a complete fucking separation of the two. I'm a, I'm Fuck a, that. I'm going to try and bring the uh, the show back on the rails, and I'm just going to go quick. Oh, and then, oh, oh, Melbourne's winning the NRL. Wow. We Fuck always on. do. We've got more Marys. Um. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, live from the uh, Geelong bandwagon. That's not a sound effect. That's not a fucking sound effect. That is literally Troy, the Catman, last name redacted. Um... And, and 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 two other older women, one holding a fucking guitar that says rock pussies on it. That's not a joke. Um that's that real. You can look it up. That's Catman. Um And the other one has a bandana that says Cat Nan. Cat Nan. Oh I know Cat that is his real nan. That's his that's his that's yep. his actual nan. That's Catman's actual nan, Cat Nan. Um yep. Yep. if you yep. yeah, yep. I'm I'm sorry you had to fucking strange, hear that. Strange, strange lot. 
SEN sent yeah. in a fucking massive exclusive for the Grand Final Eve episode. Are you ready for it, Alessio? We haven't heard yeah, this music did, in a while. Did. We have not heard this music in a while. Nah, I'm very excited. Very excited. Yeah, no, we're good mates. Yeah. We're brought up. We know our right from wrong. You know, you know you're right from wrong. Jim knows. We've been brought up like that. And it's just wrong, mate. And, you know, you don't touch a man's wallet. You don't touch it. But first, former AFL great Wayne Carey says his name has been muddied after a positive drug scan during a prison visit. Cutting Grass on SEN. I'm very happy that Cutting Grass is back. I'm really excited. KB has sent in the fucking script. Um, look, the boys did not get a single podcast to air. But I hope they get this one through. I mean, this one is fucking new. They talk about reassuring in this one. This is like fucking fresh. This is a good one. I really, really hope they finally just get one off the air. I really hope they get one off, one out off the ground here. And cutting right, grass sorry. being back is one of the greatest fucking things that has ever happened to this podcast. I mean, I can't believe they actually brought it back. They brought it back. So they're in the SEN studios again. It is classic cutting grass. All right. So it starts off. Gary says, welcome, everyone. Welcome, boys. How are we all feeling? Alex Rand says, yeah, I'm doing good. And then Wayne Carey, Wayne Carey comes in with, feeling fucking good, just had three Red Bulls. I'm thinking about smashing a monster energy drink because I'm a fucking beast. And, you know, um, Gary says, oh, did you get a new sponsorship? And then fucking Wayne Carey says, yeah, because I'm a fucking rock star. And then Gary says, oh, I feel like it would be a, overlap there that would cancel out the other contracts. Fair enough. Wayne, <laughs> just take that up with them. Um, so, um, Alex, um, are you feeling, so this is Gary, of course. Alex, are you feeling uh, disappointed that you're not in the game this year? Uh, Alex France then says, no, I, I'm okay with that. I've, I had to deal with it last year and I, I'm, I'm fine, you know. And then Duck jumps then in and, and he's like, hey, hey, yeah. Alex, are you just hoping someone someone else gets brain dead in the game so you can fuck their missus? Because, like, that's what I'd be hoping for if I was one of the Richmond boys and I was in the inner sanctum. I'd hope that one of the other guys, like, they got brain dead, like Joel Selwood fucking knocks them out in the fucking first minute and you'd be like, oh, I'm in. I can fuck her tonight because they're going to be upset because I'll be commiserating a loss. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, Rance responds to that with... um. I'm a good Christian Jehovah's Witness branch. Um, I would only be going over to their house to let them know about the good word and that the Lord is there to take care of them. Come on, can't Jehovah love says, pussy? Yeah, and then, uh, then well, then you're right. Then Wayne just comes in and says, is that how you get bitches these days? Fuck yeah. All i got to do is learn how to read first. Um, <laughs> Gary, then... Gary then says, um, look, I mean, Rance, I mean, you felt better last year because you were fucking slamming some dude's misses. That's why you felt good. I mean, new pussy fucking gets us all up and going. I mean, that's why we're all here. And, and then um, Rance says, you guys know I don't like to talk about this. So then when Gary then says, oh, Gary, you're going to ask me about what I did this year? You're going to ask me what I did? And Gary <laughs> says, well, you're going to ask me what I did? And then... Um, Wayne says, all right, all right, what'd you do this year, Gary? 
and Gary says, oh, well, I became a respected member of um, the football media again. You know, I'm, I'm on the couch. I like doing that. I'm working with uh, two other full forwards, you know, uh, Jonathan Brown and Nick Rewalt. Wayne Carey then says, they're fucking bitches. I drank them under the table the other week when we had that fucking, that, that one the AFL personality get-together bullshit thing. Um, that was a, that was the, Wayne, that was the one-year anniversary of Spud Frawley's death. And Wayne says, yeah, and we have to send him off like a champion. I wasn't going in the ground. I was going to heaven to see him there. So that, <laughs> is that why you were smoking pip in the bathroom? Yeah, I was getting as high as you bloody can, Gary. Yeah, but Gary, I've got to let you know something. I'm bigger than all three of you combined, and I'm on Channel 7 with BT, and he's fatter than all you fucking idiots together as well. He fucking doesn't pass his skin folds. You're a couple of little bitches, Gary. And then Gary says, okay, Wayne, so what did you do this year? And Wayne says, oh, I fucked Bert Newton's missus on full Monty. You guys are all bitches and I'm a king. That's why I call me the duck because I quacked myself into a fucking cooch, boys. <laughs> and then Gary says, I remember why we stopped doing this podcast. And that's where it ends. Actually, that's, that's not where it ends, actually. That's not where it ends. Wayne Carey actually fucking says... No, it's time we talk about real issues. So did you hear about Ray Shaw, that little bitch fucking called it quits? <laughs> and then um, Alex Rand says, we've all used depression to actually get out of things, Wayne. I don't think people in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones. No. And then fucking, yeah, and then this is the worst part. Um, this is just written as what happens. This is why they actually didn't finish recording because... Wayne actually launches himself over across the table and starts choking out fucking uh, rants and starts saying, how dare you say I have a meth addiction? Because that's how he inferred glass houses. Yeah. But, um, uh, very clever. Yeah. I mean, we're all impressed with Wayne. Like, he's come a long way this year. And, like, I'd like to think we've played a large part in that, in, in Wayne's recovery. Mm. I mean, he did let us down when he showed his cock on national television, but... Since then, <laughs> since then, he's really tried hard by putting articles out in the newspaper and continuing to uh, profiteer, regardless of being one of the worst humans that ever lived. While we're speaking of the worst humans that ever lived, Cunt. let's hear from Cuntbet. Cuntbet is back. We're reusing the old Some people call us out for it. We can't the AFL, so fuck off. It's going to be a grand final to remember. Because our odds are so good, you're going to give up your house. Chris McEvane is going to be commentating. And Ablett, Justin Martin, and the Rioli. So we're throwing this one in for you. Bruce McEvane in a ton. $3.20. Rich to cry if Richmond loses. $2.20 And then there's a special offer only at Cunbet $2.20 If Richo accidentally wipes his tears with Bruce's comrade Ablet to dedicate the win to God $1.50 From Lynch to push the kid who awards him the medal down the stairs $1.30 Patrick Dangerfield to Sepaku if they lose $1.30 to Good Nation Sportsmanship of Cunbet will be paying out on all Geelong bets if you can visibly see Goldstar with Brain at any time of the match. And likewise, we'll be also paying out on all Richmond bets if at any time Dustin Martin is caught with a pipe. Any pipe. Just as long as you can smoke it. 
Happy fun thing. TNC supply. Cunt Betty's not responsible for any destruction in life that will come with the gambling addiction. <laughs> I know what I'm betting on. <laughs> I'm coming with the pipe bet, bro. It's the pipe <laughs> bet all day. <laughs> I'm back in um, that Tom Lynch to push the kid down the stairs. When that kid, fuck, when he, yeah, I reckon he'll do it when he's giving him the hat. When he's giving him the hat, you just fucking Donkey Kong punch fuck him. You just can't. A little fucking bang on the nah, he, he'll do the George Floyd. He'll push the kid to the ground and lean on his neck till he dies. Oh, oh, yeah, he almost did that fucking against the um Saint Kilda. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw some memes that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't repost because I, I, I. I like our fans better than that. Um, there's bouncing back. There's bouncing back, and then there's Geelong. All right, let's there's talk about. Let's talk about it. Alessio, oh, I, got, I got another hot. I, take. I don't. I I, hot take. Okay, I'll, I'll go take. back to the hot takes, but I, I'm going to have to ask you, like your honest opinion, not on this bandwagon shit. I'm going to have to ask you who you think is going to win. Obviously, everyone knows who I think is going to win. I cannot back up anything I'm saying about anything I'm about to say. Hot take, no hot take. Hot take. All right, this is, my, this is another grand final hot take. All right. I'm fucking sick of it when you get these huge ex-footballers and they come on the fucking screen and then they start telling you, grand final stick with you forever. You never fucking forget. You never, you never forget a grand final. It's just a memory you cherish for the rest of your life. It's like, you don't know, cunt. It doesn't stick with you forever. It only sticks with you up until the dementia and the CTE kick in. Because it's yeah. happening to all of you. Jonathan Brown so only remembers one quarter of three premierships. That's all he's got at the minute. And I'm telling you, we're like two years away from he's on the couch. And he's like, is this the fucking, is this the fucking emergency room? And they said, yeah. what, what are you talking about? I said, who are you? I'm Gary. You're lying. Tom Lyon. So, you know, yeah. it's nah. going to happen. Welcome to the new Fox footy show. Jonathan Brown in the morgue. Um, where they just <laughs> cut his brain open and do CTE scans and shit and be like, this is what happens when you get hit by a truck, a bus, a bike, and fucking every full four, whatever. Um, all right. Uh, cat, the cats and the tigers, man. Uh uh, I honestly, I did not think Geelong was going to make the grand final this year. I never think that. I'm not one of those optimistic fans. I'm just like nervous until I'm like I'm mad confident until finals comes along, and then I'm humble. And the humbleness is slowly going away. There's currently my Joel Selwood jersey is hanging in my window. Uh, if you watched our stories today, I walked around the streets of my suburb and played the Geelong theme song at people against their will. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on board, all right? I'm fucking getting excited. But the thing I really want to know, and not just because you're fucking like salty because we beat you in the prelim, and I want you to put that aside. I'm not going <laughs> to hold it over you. Who do you think is going to win the grand final this year? I think... I think my I think it's Geelong. I think Geelong's a better team than Richmond. I said it like halfway through the year. I thought that, or half of the season that uh, I think Geelong's got the best list. I think they got the best team going. I think Richmond is just after Martin. But that said, they could outrun them. That's, that's, just, that's all of it. I don't even think chaos football as you put it earlier today. 
Yeah, it's like people put so much analysis into it. They don't get around the clearances. If they can win the hit out, it's like, nah, it's just if they fucking can't contain them. If, they, if that system thing that Geelong does gets a little bit broken, then they're just going to fucking spear the balls, torp it as yep. many times as you can, I and can... then fucking get whoever's on the ball to run onto it because he's going to outrun Henderson or fucking Harry Taylor yep. or fucking... Yep. Uh, color dashing, like right. they just taught, they're you're gonna right. outrun all these dudes. That's it. You're right. And that that yeah, as as a, a Geelong fan, that's my biggest fear is that it'll that it'll play out like that. Um, I, I'd never, no, I, hope that I, I never, I'm not one of those happen. people that like. I know I talk shit about umpires during the year. I uh, a kid I used to work with, he was a Hawthorne supporter, right? And like we had a healthy uh, rival relationship, you know, like it was all good. Yeah, he uh, he 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 put it to me one day. He goes, "Look, it's two hours to win a football game. One fucking umpire's call or whatever that that doesn't make the difference. You got two hours." Yeah, and I went, "You know what? He's right." Yeah. So anybody that yeah. wants to fucking go blaming it on umpires come Sunday morning, I'm not going to be doing that. It's one and one and lost in that two hours, and uh, I'm looking forward to it very very much. Uh, I don't now, two hours anymore. I do have a, a breaking bit of news. <laughs> uh, a good friend of mine, an old uh, and broadcaster, uh, Stu Farrell, has uh, offered to buy the sixty seconds of un- uninterrupted airtime if Richmond win for a dollar. Now I'm going to try and negotiate yeah. that dollar value up a little bit, maybe <laughs> only to five. I'm not. I'm not being silly. Like five bucks. Uh, yeah. But, Stu, I will take you up on that offer. I'll me- message you after the episode. Um, however, if I win with that $5, I'll be doing this. Richmond supporters, you thought it was bad all year. You thought I was just being salty. Well, next week, after Geelong raised the Premiership Cup, you're going to face the fucking firing squad. That's right. A whole fucking 20 minutes of me not shutting the fuck up. The art of kickback finale. That's right. Next Thursday, next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, the Ida kicked that finale. Forty-five fucking episodes in the can. We should be proud, bro. That, that's a big effort. Um, I'm I'm very glad we've done this podcast with you so far. Uh, whatever happens on Saturday, we will be back for the post analysis. Uh, as always, Alessio, I'm not I'm not even going to try and wrap up the show. You always have a closing thought. Uh, are there any sound effects you want me to add to it? for you what's your closing thought before i play, uh, play the i love music i love this one um i've talked about this before as well uh you know how like every year you get the because did you hear about like you know our tom hawkins the covid scare like they yes. were like that yeah, yeah, yeah. on Tuesday. chuck morris steve yeah, I like covid how, got tom hawkins yeah, I like how every, yeah tom hawkins had strep um that's what it turned <laughs> out to be i was a strep throat like uh, who knows who knows they say that's what the mask does but then you don't know if that person's also like borderline disabled. I don't nah, know. He probably I, gave Gary Ablett Jr. deep throat. I reckon that's how he got it. Well, that's how you get talent these days. I it mean, is. Fucking, Gary Ablett's retiring, but when you're that good, retiring just means you put, put out the stud. I mean, Jordan Ablett is just one of many women that are being lined up. And I think fucking Gary Ablett is currently petitioning the Pope to reintroduce concubines into the fucking Christian doctrine. So he can just start fucking 
You can put his dick out the pasture. Listen, you know what I, mean? Just, I reckon uh, in the post-match when him and Dusty are shaking hands, he should get Serena Williams' phone number. Junior and Serena should knock up a baby. Gary Ablett Williams Jr. Oh, dangerous. Dangerous. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. Well, but like I said, you got the, you know, Tom Hawkins had uh, the strep, strep or whatever yeah. he had. You know? Yeah. And I just like it that this year has been, ultimately, it hasn't been the most entertaining year to a wise. Because, I mean, like, no. every final Short series, quarters. you always get, like, the grand final. It's like, it's like Steve Johnson's leg was bust one year. And they yeah. were like trying to figure out, like, is he gonna play? Is he gonna play? You had Nigel Lappin in two thousand and four. They were like, no, that was twenty eleven, by the way. Fine. Last time we won a flag, he, Nigel Lappin. Nigel Lappin was fine. Nigel Lappin was fine, but then it turned yeah. out he had four broken ribs that day. He ended his career by playing in that final. And then all this year is, hey Tom, your throat hurt. Might <laughs> 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 that infection. <laughs> That's it. Coronavirus. The coronavirus season comes down to a sore throat. Oh, also, and they're, and they're given, like, if um, Geelong wins, it's some old cunt from way too long ago who must be, like, retired on the fucking Gold Coast because it's, like, named Troy Nankervis or some shit. He yeah. gives the trophy if, if um, Geelong wins. Yeah. It's too old. Too gone. Too far gone. Like, I'd rather get fucking... Get someone to punch Cochin in the face and then with his black eye, he has to fucking hand over the fucking yeah. um, premiership. He gets a fair one. You know he gets that, a fair one. One free punch. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then he has to no, hand it over. Tom Lynchton, I guess that, that ties up the whole year. He just finally gets hit in the face and then he has to give the fucking thing over. Billy Brownless with a frothy in each hand and an eye to kick that T-shirt on. That is who should get the fucking, how the fucking medal should be handed over. Yeah, you know what? And that is still makes way more sense. It does. Than what Richmond is going to do, which is Richmond is getting Ash Barty to fucking give the fucking cup over. Because she she wore the stupid, she had the Richmond um, top on with the beer going, yeah, up up, Dusty, love you, mate. Just because she did that. They're going to be like, oh, she's our number one ticket holder. We're going to get her to give the cup over. Fucking, she ain't, she ain't a football person. No. We had Rebecca we, Madden. Rebe- Rebecca Madden was, was uh, the footy show host. She was a Geelong number one ticket holder for a while. Well, look, that's fine. If she gave over the cup, I'd be fine with that. Who was the number one ticket holder person. of Richmond? Was it a pedophile? Get him in. Makes get him more in, yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes more sense. Get him yeah. to hand the cup over. No sense. It's all about yeah, giving like, over cups. I don't know why Fill it up with wine. What are they going to do? Gary Ablett can do the fucking Eucharist. He's he's official. It's perfect. Bring in George Powell. What a way to finish the episode. Yeah, like, 